Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. All right, Brewer fans, welcome back to the Brew Crew Review Podcast. I'm Craig, joining me today is Scott and Vince, and the Brewers have just made franchise history by making a postseason for the third consecutive year, first time in their illustrious 50-year as a franchise. Pretty exciting, guys. What do you think? Uh, yeah, it's really exciting. I know that it's a shortened season. I know that COVID is uh, taking 102 games away from us this baseball season, but I got to tell you that as we sit here and it's uh, turning the corner into October, I'm pretty excited that there's still Brewers baseball being played. So, uh you know what? I'll think about it a little bit more maybe after the postseason is done and, and kind of why it's different or if it's different. But um, at this point, I, I, I'm just kind of savoring everything right now. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped up about it. Um, I, we were trying to talk – like, we were trying to figure it out, I guess, during the game. But um, is this the first time in history that two teams have played each other and then both celebrated making the postseason after the game? I, I, it was just a weird, weird day. <laughs> Scott, did you know the Brewers had to wait an extra 10 minutes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, Scott, you had to, I know you had, you had talked about that in the pre-production meeting. Did you have the interns research that? Um, looked for it, couldn't find anything. Um, but I'm also having the interns, they're really hard at work today. Um, I'm having them look at, uh, is this, like, at least records-wise, is your 2020 Milwaukee Brewers the worst team to ever make the playoffs in MLB postseason history? I'm not focused on that today, Scott. I mean, what, whatever. You know what? It's uh, it's a weird year all around. It's uh, I don't know. I'm just happy right now. Honestly, the, the fact that we get to see more baseball uh, right now is, is really exciting, and the fact that we even are having a season at all is exciting. So, you know what? In a weird year, I'm going to take it, whatever. Uh, I'm just pumped up that it's happening. Yeah. I mean, I remember being with you guys and being pumped up, like, I think it was 12 years ago where we opened up bottles of champagne and poured all of each other because we won the Wild Card Championship. That was a very proud day for us and the <laughs> franchise and our show, of course. Um, I don't yeah. – let, I know let the Brewers movie. today became the first and only team in Major League Baseball history, and probably this is a record that will probably never be broken, to make the postseason – finishing under 500 so it does not no that's quite... not that's not that's not true Craig the Royals in 1981 also made the postseason with a losing record I think mm, I don't think so really <laughs> hold on yeah but um they may have finished well 1981 there was two half so they obviously finished one half above it but anyway um my point being is I'm not quite getting as excited as when we won the wild card championship but this is uh, this is pretty awesome that we get the opportunity to go on and we're going to be facing Los Angeles Dodgers. And if we can somehow knock them off on a three-game series and send them home like they did us when they were on the, uh, the doorstep of the World Series a couple seasons ago, uh, that would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. We do have a chance to play spoiler uh, this postseason. Uh, you know, we've seen it in other years that – teams get hot kind of at the right moment uh even if they're not maybe the best team in the league that you know if you get hot next week and the brewers are in the playoffs it doesn't really matter who you're playing um if you're hot you're hot so i 
you're right. It could be the, our, our chance to give some payback to the Dodgers. It could, who knows what'll happen. It's, it's a, it's a weird year. Uh, if we don't have a Marlins world championship, maybe it'll be a Brewers one in 2020. Yeah. Why not? I mean, I, I guess when you look at it and you're like, Oh, well, it's a weird year. You know, any other year the Brewers wouldn't be sniffing the playoffs, but Hey, it just kind of all worked out. Um, I just hope like this isn't one of those kind of things where I don't want us to like beat the Dodgers and then lose to somebody else and like just make an easier path for like someone else in our division, which by the way, um, every single team in our division made the playoffs except for the pirates. Sorry, pirate fans. But um, I mean, that's pretty remarkable. I mean, obviously like, um, you know, it's a, it's a good division. I, I think that we all expected those four teams to sort of be in the mix uh, but I don't think anybody expected all four teams to be able to make the playoffs like that. It's almost impossible, but here we are. So, yeah, pretty exciting. I just don't want us to lose to the playoffs or to the Dodgers and then, yeah, then lose to somebody else. Kind of like – it reminds me of, like, remember the Badger basketball team when they beat undefeated Kentucky and then they lost to Duke in the championship game? Like, um, <laughs> it was such a great year, but such a letdown. Like, you, <laughs> I, I think I, I think I watched that game with Craig actually at the Union in Wisconsin, in Madison. Yeah, that that did happen. It was a sad day, but uh, it's got to be more happy to knock off the Dodgers and that be the culmination of our season at this point. I mean, um, <laughs> our team, our our team offense is to say it's broken is uh, probably an understatement. I do want to give kudos here on the final day of the regular season, the sixty games special COVID season here for the Major League Baseball. That uh, I really want to give kudos to uh, Bray Anderson and uh, I don't do off and, and Freddie Peralta who came through for us big time today. Um, I mean, not pitching or anything. I mean, they, they, we ended up they both pitched very poorly and we lost to the St. Louis Cardinals time too. But that's neither here nor there because before the game they both, uh, I think Freddie Anderson put a jinx on the Giants and Freddie Peralta put a jinx on the Phillies and it allowed for both those teams to lose and therefore we made playoffs. So it was pretty awesome. Good job. <laughs> it really sucks. So, Craig, is, Craig, is Brett Anderson this year's Wade Biley or Jordan Lyles? Let's hope you can make that type of postseason run. Absolutely. So, okay. So, 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 speaking of Anderson, I do have an actual real question. If if Anderson's blister situation is such that he cannot be on the postseason roster, or Vogelbach uh, is actually injured, so what happens? Uh, in terms of adding players at this point after the regular season is done, and if we don't have access to our guys who are for who were training at the alternate training site, I mean, if if these guys are still under the COVID protocols and can't join the team, what's going to happen here in the next couple of days? It'll be really interesting. Interesting question. I, I think that uh, you got to dance with Brunia. So unfortunately, uh, I'm more concerned. Um, and the way that the TV announcers they were talking that Corbin Burns may not be available for our wild card playoff series against Zadar. Um and that's highly concerning uh, to me. And if Brett Harris is also not available, they were talking about that it'd be some combination of Woodruff, Hauser, and uh, Lindblom. So I'm a little bit concerned about that. Um, but anything can happen, I guess. So, I, obviously, whenever Woodruff gets to start, uh, probably won't be the game two. I'm not sure since he pitched yesterday. But um, I know um, basically we got to win the game he pitches and get lucky in one of the other ones and send the batters home. I guess that's my take on it. 
Yeah, it's pretty rough losing um, two-fifths of your starting rotation in the last two days. That's not exactly the way you want to go into the playoffs. But uh, <laughs> yeah, here we are, and we're thrilled that we're even here. So why not? <laughs> it's a great way to phrase it, Sky. I, I do have to say it would be the most Brewers thing ever to uh, win the world championship in – this weird year of 2020 and then have no one allowed in a victory parade on Wisconsin Avenue in Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah. That makes like, literally, literally nobody could even watch it or witness it. Uh, I, I just thought it would be so cool though, to have like a ticker tape parade. Like, you know, we could, <laughs> we could throw confetti from the one skyscraper in Milwaukee. It'd be awesome. Like <laughs> be pretty amazing, but I don't know. It's, it's just such a weird season and yeah, why not? I, I think actually what we'll do is um, I, I would expect us. Do you think that we'll pull some kind of hijinks like we did last time with the Dodgers where we announce a starter, but then it turns out that it's like kind of basically like a bullpen game and we're just going to, you know, like start with the righty and then move to a lefty or something like that. I, I, well, I totally well, expect that to happen. So what are our options at this point? I guess you can start, Lindblom, you can go with Hauser, uh, but Burns isn't available necessarily. Um, Peralta through today, I think he'd be available for Tuesday, but I don't know if to start. And uh, Anderson is dealing with an injury. I, so I don't know what we're going to do in game one. If Woodruff should NL, be available, right? Sorry, Vince. I think I'm pretty sure the NL series starts on uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I believe our games would be. But I, I could be wrong. Okay. Scott, you have your right. check that I'm pretty positive. Um, but still. Um, I don't know, Craig. The interns I, are pretty drunk. That's okay. They celebrate um, quickly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Brent Suter maybe got a start and pitched like three or four innings. I mean, he's been pretty, pretty solid lately. Um, but I guess tough to speculate at this point obviously um but scott your point is valid uh our bullpen is up on our strength i think that's the one area that we're better than the dodgers obviously not starting pitching and definitely obviously not the offense where they are a complete juggernaut and we're the opposite of that uh but when we get to our bullpen we you could argue that we have the two best relievers in baseball with josh Hader and devin williams um Obviously, Haters has a long track record of several years being a dominating uh, left-hand reliever. And then you've got Devin Williams, who pretty much hands down had the best season of any reliever in, in baseball this year. So, I mean, that, that's a huge thing for a playoff series, in my opinion. Yeah, Hater won, what, reliever of the year the last two years? That could very well be Williams this year, huh? It, it, it actually could be. Devin Williams this year, and in fact, he's getting some attention from uh, other guys around baseball. I saw a tweet from um, Marcus Stroman even recently, who mentioned that Devin Williams should definitely win reliever of the year. So he's getting support from some of his his peers around baseball, which is good news. Nice. Yeah, and there's been some other members of the bullpen that have been pitching fairly well that have come out of nowhere too. Like uh, Yardley has been pitching fairly decent, and obviously. Corey Knable hasn't come back to be his old self necessarily, but he still has that experience um, that he could definitely be a valuable person in the back of a bullpen too. Um, so it, it should be interesting, but I mean, the fact that we're in it, it, it still hasn't fully hit me. The fact that we'll be at, 
having a playoff game come up here in a couple of days against these Dodgers of all teams. So, I mean, um, yeah, obviously they have, and, and again, they're, they have some, they have some depth in their starting pitching, but, uh, some of their top guys like Walker, uh, sorry, Walker Bueller just kind of coming back off the DL and he hasn't really been that effective lately. Uh, Clayton Kershaw is not necessarily the correct Clayton Kershaw of old. Um, and so, I don't know, I, I really feel like we could get lucky, uh, so to speak, in a three-game series. That's why, in some ways, I think that if that were to happen, it would really make baseball revisit this whole 16 teams making the playoffs and never try to revisit it again, so to speak. And at the most, you know, go to 12 or, or 14 teams, but definitely not 16. Because if you have a team like that's under 500 knocking off your juggernaut Dodgers in such a short series, it's really going to, not seem fair, I guess, but that's what they set up for this year, and it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, we played by the rules. We, you know, got in the way that uh, it was set up to do. I guess it, it to me, it's just it's a weird year. It's an aberration. Um, so if we are able to to do anything in the postseason, it's all kind of a bonus to me at this point. So I, I don't know. I, I hope that it goes back the old way, if not even less teams in the playoffs after this season, but um, we'll take it 2020. Let's just do it. But looking at our, our lineup um, going into today's game, actually in Orlando, RC, I think up to the average from 257 to 260 to finish the year, but um, that was the highest bang average on this team. And most of our players are hovering just above or below the Mendoza line. I mean, it's hard for me. And as you guys have seen, we've been no hit. We've, we had several games where we almost were no hits. Um, we really are. We've had cleanup hitters, like a revolving door of cleanup hitters, going anywhere from Justin Smoke to Logan Morrison to now Stan Volgeback. And uh, I don't know, this is just a team that seems like the whole year has been flux and that we've been waiting for our megastar, Christian Yelich, to start putting it together. And even though he's showing a little bit of signs of life, he still ended up hitting, you know, hitting 205 on the year. Um, and we really, you know, Ryan Braun also did not have that great of a season, but we're really going to need those two veterans uh, and star players to step up for us here in the postseason, that's for sure. Yeah, and actually that kind of is a great segue to my next question I want to pose for you guys. Um, a couple of years ago, like when we had our deep run and we, we faced the Dodgers last time, and unfortunately we were eliminated after seven games with them, but um, – uh, one of the great stories was uh, Eric Kratz and how he kind of came out of nowhere and stepped up and uh, kind of became like sort of this little mini folk hero uh, for people in Milwaukee. Who do you think is going to potentially step up and be that person this year for, for your Milwaukee Brewers? I mean, can we get a read on how bad Vogelbach's injury is? Because I certainly think that he's got some sort of street cred with Milwaukee Brewers fans uh, at this point. He's been really, really good the last few weeks after the Brewers uh, acquired him via waivers from the Blue Jays. I think that uh, I think that if he's healthy and if he's able to play this week, it's going to be Vogelbach. Tigers, what do you think? Well, I agree. I mean, I, you could go with someone, if you want to go with that St. Crest line, you could go with maybe Jacob Nottingham. I think he deserves some at-bats in the postseason over Omar Narvaez, who's been uh, atrocious throughout the entire season, uh, offensively and mostly defensively as well. Um, so I'll go with him. But I mean, I think Finn's right down Vogelback. Like he has put together quality at bats. 
I mean, he really has a good idea of the strike zone, and usually players like that can be slump-proof in some ways. Obviously, that wasn't the case for him before he came to the Brewers. He was hitting well under 200 before he got released. But um, the Brewers picked him up, and they saw something there, and obviously it was better than what we had um, with Justin Smoke from play all in the way at curveballs all the time and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess if you're looking for an unsung guy, I'll, either of those guys would definitely fit the bill. Yeah, Vogelbach is easily, uh, I guess, going to be, if, if he does anything, like even already he's kind of become like a little bit of a Brewer folk hero in that um, he kind of just personifies Milwaukee a little bit, like in the same way that uh, like a guy like Matt Stairs maybe did back in the day. Um, or, or, or Chris Farley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, does look, he does have a struggling – Bob Hamlin, Bob Bob Hamlin, Chris Farley, yeah, Franklin Stubbs. Yeah, definitely. There's something about the way uh, that he walks reminds me a lot of Chris Farley, actually. Um, But anyway, um, yeah. (laughs) I'll say since you guys said Vogelbach, I'll I'll say I don't know, maybe Jerko. He's been fairly good all year. He could step up. Why not? Yeah, and and really, he has been one of the best signings, I guess, for reflecting, you know, contributions from other guys. He's the one that kind of emerged and, uh, you know, really stepped up in all of our lineups. So, yeah, kudos to him for putting together a pretty solid season to reverse out of nowhere. So, yeah, no, I'm very excited. I have no idea. I, obviously, it won't be Woodruff who will be on enough for us to start on Wednesday. I have no idea who we're going to throw out there for our first playoff game. I don't know how many other teams can say that. Um, the rest of the series, though, I mean, any of the teams that won the division have got to be scared to try to advance past this three-game playoff format because, I mean, I haven't looked at all the matchups yet, but, I mean, it's what our team's playing the Reds has got to be, you know, shaken a little bit, uh, having to go up against pretty much most likely Cy Young award wing Trevor Bauer, Sonny Gray, and Luis Castilla um, in a three-game series potentially. So I don't know. Um, but there'll be some interesting matchups, definitely. Um, the one team that to me really seems to put it all together going into the playoffs on the NL side is definitely the Padres. Um, they've got some really awesome offensive players, and their pitching has really come through. And the players the Brewers traded them have really been key – to their run too. I mean, Trent Grisham has played a real key role, and Zach Davies has been nothing short of phenomenal. In fact, I think he led the NL and wins. So yeah, yeah, that trade is definitely uh, not necessarily going to be viewed as a Brewers win long term, but we'll see. I, I do, I do think that the Padres are maybe a year or two away from kind of reaching their peak. So who knows what will happen this year? It's you know, it's it's just kind of a crapshoot, in my opinion, in a three-game set. But um, I kind of view the Reds as being sort of that team to watch at this point, Craig. I think that the offense for them is kind of clicking at the right time. And, and as you mentioned, their pitching staff is outstanding um, between Bauer and Gray. And they just have a really good uh, rotation. And when you're, when you're talking about a, a three-game series, I mean, I know anything can happen, but they've got hot at the right time. It's, it kind of reminds me of the, the Colorado Rockies in 2007. Um, how the Reds, I know they didn't go on quite the same <laughs> number of games uh, one in a row as the Rockies did that year, but I do think that they're getting hot at the right time, and it's, it's all about momentum at uh, at this time of year. 
even the Nationals last year, I mean, they kind of – they're fairly yeah, comparable. I mean, their starting rotation is pretty amazing. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Cardinals, I would never count them out. I mean, they, they definitely have the pitching. Um, but it, it just seems like – if you want to just here, insert um, whatever NL playoff – NL Central playoff team, any of the four in here. They have a really good um, pitching staff, but their hitting has been suspect this year. That's all four teams. Like, it's really, like, kind of interesting how how they all kind of – how there was just a, a log jam and how they all made it. It's just crazy. A real quick look at the playoff matchups. Um, looks like it's going to be – well, actually, is the Cincinnati game over yet? <laughs> They're, I know they're I'm playing angry. Minnesota here. Minnesota here. Tonight, um, let me um, let's have the intern anyway, double check. Did, yeah, go ahead. Reds are still like playing. St. Louis they're is going to have to go play San Diego. Actually, they're in extras. Yeah. It looks like St. Louis is going to have to play San Diego in their matchup. So I also prefer the Dodgers over the Potters at this point. Um, Cincinnati is going to play Atlanta. It looks like if they win, they may move up one ranking. Miami looks like they play. Um, the Cubs, so should be definitely an interesting postseason. Boy, that's a that's a rehash of that 2003 series between the Marlins and the Cubs. How about that? Hopefully, Steve Bartman's got a ticket. <laughs> oh man, that was such a great time! I actually had Cubs fans living directly uh, in the apartment directly beneath me um, during that game. And they're so loud, they're screaming the whole game. And then at, like, what, around the – what was it, the eighth inning? Like, um, it just got deadly quiet. Like, it was – I almost felt bad for them, but I didn't. Yeah, I, I was still in college, got to date, to date myself a little bit. And I remember taking a Marlins pennant out and driving around with it, showing it to people on the streets. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Scott, did we get any uh, indication from our uh, anonymous source, Tom Carter, about uh, the Brewers' uh, pitching rotation here in a postseason series? Um, I don't know. Like, Tom said something, but it, it – I, like, I couldn't I, – I can't even do it justice, but it was something like – do you remember how when they used to say, like, what, spawn and sane and pray for rain? And now he's like, Woodruff and pray. Like, that's pretty much – that's all he's saying now. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> okay well thanks tom yeah <laughs> somewhere there's someone listening to this podcast that completely remembers that milwaukee braves team and then they're like well yeah this is um yeah that was a really timely joke good job scott so but, uh, you know of, of course the one fan. lineup at hank 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 aaron and eddie matthews uh, and joe edcock in it but you know whatever yeah it's pretty solid offense <laughs> yeah just like this year's Brewers squad. <laughs> <laughs> now, it should be pointed out to our listeners, too, that uh, if they're not able to see the yards, since they're also fans of our show, that uh, all three of the games, if there are three games against the Dodgers, uh, will be in Los – actually not in Los Angeles, but the, the Brewers won't be the home team. Um, they'll be the away team, and, um, and, th- and those playoffs will be happening down in Texas, actually. So, um, yeah. This is one of those things that even though the division winners got the advantage by, you know, having quote-unquote home field advantage, it's not really so much that. So 
it's definitely an interesting format. I think it almost plays up to teams like the Brewers that kind of like back into the playoffs and, you know, they get high, you know, you never know what could happen, you know, because you just don't know what teams are still going to be standing at this first round. Um, but it is an interesting dynamic, kind of like the wild card where it's a one-game elimination game. As soon as the first game of each series is over here in the first round, there's going to be a team in the series that are going to have their backs up against the wall. So I think that really makes us some interesting dramatics um, right from the get-go. Um, so every game in a three-game series is just humongous. Um, you definitely don't want to lose the first one, I would say. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Go ahead, Scott. It's just – it's so weird because obviously – you like home field advantage would be like a, a much bigger deal if you had fans, but um, that's not happening. And then like, obviously the, Hey, um, like I'm the home team. Like we get to, you know, stay at our own, like sleep in our own bed because, you know, we have, um, you know, because we're playing our games at home, but now everybody goes to Texas, you get to bat last, which is still a plus, but you don't have like, you don't have your home field advantage as far as like, uh, you know, your crowd. So uh, yeah, it, this is really set up for if there was ever a time for um, a stacked team like the Dodgers to lose to a team that's, you know, record-wise inferior to them, this is it. Great point, Scott. I, I feel the same way that a dark horse team can emerge pretty quickly and make a run. And why not be the Brewers? Yeah, I mean, as long as it's not the Cubs, Cardinals, or Reds, I think it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, Scotty. Uh, so, uh, guys, are, are we planning on taping another podcast, I would assume, uh, after each game this week, just like we do our game recaps uh, after all the games this season? Scott, you're, the, you're a pretty busy man. This is a pretty much, but that, that sounds like a good idea to me. <laughs> Well, we definitely want to do everything for our pan, uh, for our fans. I noticed, like, I mean, obviously, when you have so many people listening to this podcast like we do, we don't want to let them down. But at the same time, um, it can't be hard to juggle schedules and um, find the time for all this to be able to do it. But, like, we're doing everything we can, and we really, really appreciate all you guys tuning in and listening and even, like, tweeting at us and sending us messages and emails and all that kind of fun stuff. Like, it, I mean – Watching Brewers so, baseball but, is fun, but like talking with you guys, talking shop and talking Brewers baseball with you guys is so much fun and interacting with, you know, fellow Brewer fans is an absolute blast. So, you know, thanks for listening and tell a friend and give us a five star. So the answer, all that. So, so Scott, <laughs> the answer is yes. Uh, we are going to be taping after every game. Uh, you can give us a follow at Brew Review one on Twitter. Send us any questions if you have. I know that, Got the interns diligently check our email account through crew review podcast with an S at gmail.com. Um, and make sure you give us a follow on uh, on Apple Podcasts as well. All right, looking looking forward to these playoff games, fellas. Um, and like like Ben said, uh, the Brewers have an additional baseball play that feels awesome. So, um, let's take advantage of it definitely and uh, give our fans a podcast that they so richly deserve, right, Scott? Absolutely. And I actually have one more weird question. Um, is there any chance at all that Hader moves from like the closer role to like, how are we going to utilize him in the playoffs versus the regular season? 
Like, it seems like for the most part, we've only brought him in in the ninth. Like, we try not to bring him in early. Um, he has yeah, but getting as many but Scott, saves. Like, what's going to happen? Scott, Craig, Craig for years has pointed out his comp to Andrew Miller. And I think that that's a really good one. And, you know, in the postseason, Miller was used in different ways. But certainly he was, he was brought in in the seventh inning, if need be. Um, or later, or whatever the case demanded, uh, I think the haters is going to be pretty much in the same boat, don't you, Craig? Yeah, I would. Th- I would hope that council would be flexible, and you know, obviously, this is when every game is so huge. Let's say in the eighth inning, uh, the Dodgers are coming up, and they had the top of their order with Betts and Bellinger and, and all coming up. Why wouldn't you use Hater in that situation, especially against any left-handers coming up in the lineup? especially when you can kind of alternate and flip-flop him and Devin Williams in the key role, uh, kind of like they used to do with Canable and Cater for a short period of time. That seemed to work out really well. I, I would hope that Council takes on that strategy because it makes perfect sense to me or any other baseball fan. So um, whether or not they do that, I, but if he does that, I guess I don't know. We'll have to see. But I assume the Brewers will be up by so many runs in most of these games. It should probably matter. So we'll see. Yeah, I tend to think that that you're right, Craig. I think that, you know, hitter's usage is going to be very much matchup dependent uh, in this series. Um, Scott, did you have a reason for bringing that up particularly? Um, I don't know. I, I guess I just thought that um, obviously we haven't utilized, like we haven't used Hater that much this year. I think he's only thrown 19 innings all year. Um, I would like to hope that he would be used more the way he was used, I guess, maybe two or three years ago where um, he was used in um, multiple innings if needed. And um, a scenario where, you know, we would put him in uh, even if it was like a one run game or something like that. Like nowadays we only put him in if we have a lead Uh, or maybe tied at home in the ninth or something like that. But hopefully he's utilized a lot more. What I really don't want is to say, lose two games to the Dodgers and be like, oh, we didn't use Hater at all. Like, <laughs> that's not what I want. So, hopefully he'll be I, – I, I view that as unlikely, to be honest. I think I, – I, I definitely think that he's going to be used in a matchup-dependent way. I think that Council's used um, that philosophy for the last couple of years with him in, in many ways. And, again, I, I think that it's, it's been kind of a weird year and. Quite frankly, the Brewers' offense has been so putrid. I don't think that he's necessarily gotten into a lot of games that normally he would have. Uh, otherwise, yep. it, you know, if it was a little closer and these matchups were a little bit different. But um, I think in the playoffs, anything's up for grabs, and, and certainly he's going to be used effectively as he was in 2018, 2019, you know, other years. Yeah, I think so too. Let's see how it. Let's see how it all plays out. Huh? We got playoff baseball. That's exciting, and the Brewers are perfect. Yeah, that's, that's right. Is that Chad? Uh, Chad couldn't make. No. Chad couldn't make this one. He was, uh, I mean, he had a lot on his plate today. Somebody give us a follow at the uh, Twitter address we gave you before, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited, guys. It's postseason baseball. It's an exciting time, and if nothing else, the Brewers are going to play a couple extra games, which means which means that the uh, baseball season lasts longer. So. Let's be thankful for that, even in this weird, weird year. All right, let's do it. Playoff baseball. Stay classy, Milwaukee. Go Brewers. Go Brewers.
Do, 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 do.